Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas Lewis, where there's love inside, bringing you the hottest gospel and Christian music, interviews that are all the way live, and the latest Christian and gospel news. So don't touch that dial.
praise. This is Tanya Dallas Lewis broadcasting live right here out of our virtual studios. Happy Thursday to you. It's the Music Box with National Gospel Recording Artist TDL right here at the helm. Oh, my goodness, today was a beautiful day, and I'm so excited that you all have taken the time out of your busy schedules to hang out with me one love again. We have an amazing show lined up for you tonight. It's a double header, and of course, we're going to be talking about, well, females in the music industry, and can't we all just get along up to that first First is my homegirl, Miss Lady Tamil. She is a media and music uh, industry consultant as well as a minister, has an amazing uh, bio, which I won't read all of it, but we'll be talking to her in a few seconds. She is in the virtual green room. And then later at the half of the hour, at the bottom uh, half of the hour, is Lady Charmaine from the Stella Award-nominated station, Praise 98FM. And she is a program director, radio host, and radio station owner. And so I can't wait to get the take uh, that these ladies have on such a controversial subject. And, again, if I could just say it quite plainly, I would just say, why are we so mean, ladies? Why are we so mean? Well, you guys, I just want to chit-chat with you about a few things. Um, You guys have heard in the news about the Indiana mom. whose legs were severed while using her body as a shield, y'all, to shield her children during uh, the tornado that was happening last week. I think that's just amazing. And, you know, I loved her response. I don't know if you all got a chance to see her on the news when she was uh, interviewed uh, by the hospital. But they were calling her a hero. And you know what she said? She said, I'm not a hero. I'm a mom. This is what moms do. And I was like, amen. It is what moms do. We would gladly, you hear me, gladly give our lives for our children if that's what it came down to. And I tell my two little chocolate boys all the time, I wouldn't even blink (laughs) if I had to give my life for those boys. Are you kidding me? So big up uh, to her. Lots of prayer to all of those affected by the tornadoes and the snow. Some of the areas got some heavy snow, I tell you. But one thing I know, God is still in control. And how many of those victims of that tornado have you heard giving God the glory? Isn't that amazing? Truly, his mercy is concealed within every storm cloud. And then the the other latest, I guess, big news is the Coney 2012 Global Activism at its best. I'm really excited about this. Of course, this has been going on for years. We're talking about Uganda and the Lord's Resistance Army headed by that nutcase. Uh, Joseph Coney. So many uh, millions uh, have died. Um, just ugly genocide, uh, putting children into war, the rape camps, the abuse, just ugly. So, you know, if this is what it takes, so be it. But I, I have to say, it's been going on a long time, and I'm, I'm ashamed that some of humankind, uh, those of us governments who could have gotten involved a long time ago, but I guess there was no oil over there. <laughs> No gold in them hills, maybe. I don't know. I'll stay out of it. But uh, I just, if this is what it takes to get that nutcase out of power over there, then so be it. And, you know, uh, I know sometimes we criticize Americans, but Americans really are. We're not perfect, but we really are some of the most giving and caring people on the planet. So I'm proud to be an American sometimes. (laughs) 
all of you just tuning in, of course, it's the Music Box with National Recording Artist Tanya Dallas-Lewis. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter. I will be tweeting out some of the comments that will be said during today's show. And you know what I always say? Y'all hear me say it on RejoiceAmericaRadio.org on Wednesday nights and, of course, on Thursday nights on Blog Talk Radio. That good news travels fast. So tell up your mama, call up your grandma. I know some of y'all haven't talked to grandma in ages. I know, it's shame. I need to do better, too, okay? Call up your grandma, your best girlfriend, brothers, sisters, cousins, Medea, I don't care. Let them know that Tanya Dallas-Lewis is on the music box. And we've got a very controversial topic. I'd love to have you guys call in and weigh in on the often cattiness and competitiveness of women in the music uh, industry and why that is, but not just that. We're not going to just talk about the problem. We're also going to talk about what we can do about it. So I'll give you a few seconds to call up your friends. Join us in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash music dash box. You guys can chime in there. I will, you know, tweet out your comments from there as well, as well as share your questions and comments with our guests tonight. But I'm really, really excited about this, and I, I know it's going to be a great show. Also, we are featuring new music by newcomer C.D. Porter, D.C.'s own. He is a worship leader right here in this area, songwriter, musician, uh, singer. He is anointed, and his latest project is called With One Sound. And so we'll be actually be playing the, the, the title cut song. Yeah. You guys are going to love it. I love this song, and I don't love a lot of songs, <laughs> but I love this song by C.D. Porter. So that will be coming up later in the hour. If you want to look up more about him right now, feel free to go to ReverbNation.com forward slash C.D. Porter, and that's C.D., like a C.D., a compact disc. His name is really Clinton Porter. I don't to ask him what the D stands for, but just so you spell it right, C is in cat, D is in dog, P is in Paul, O-R-T. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. And don't forget, let everybody know that national recording artist Tanya Dallas-Lewis is on the airwaves right now. It's a music box. It's the place where you'll find lots of love, laughter, and sometimes some insane giggles inside. All right? We'll be right back after these messages. i got to pay some bills. The third annual Independent Gospel Artists Alliance Conference is coming July 19th through the 21st, 2012 in Chesapeake, Virginia. Learn more about the conference events and activities and how to register. Log on to IndieGospelAlliance.com. That's I-N-D-I-E GospelAlliance.com. Or call 301-509-3459. Save the date and plan now to attend the third annual Independent Gospel Artists Alliance Conference July 19th through the 21st in Chesapeake, Virginia. You'll be glad you did. You're invited to Feel the Joy. One of the largest gospel events in the country is coming to Carowinds in Charlotte. Joy Fest 2012 with Fred Hammond. Plus Mary Mary. Marvin Sapp. And Lecrae. Premier Festival presents Joy Fest 2012 at Carowinds. 
Now featuring the 301-foot-tall Windseeker, new for 2012. Also featuring comedian Bone Hampton and one your fellow artist, the Joyfest opening act chosen by your vote. Get tickets now and save $10 with the Super Early Bird Special. Tickets available now by phone at 800-745-3000 or online at joyfest.org. Joyfest 2012, one of the largest gospel events in the country. May 26th at Carowinds in Charlotte. Get tickets and more info at joyfest.org. Presented by Premier Festivals. And now, back to the music box with your other sister, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. Hey, y'all. Oh, gosh, that's my song. He looked beyond my thoughts on my knees. I love that song. Really, really love it. Hey, I'll play it in the show today, but you can download it at all, all digital download stations near you. And uh, it's called Fox. Uh It's my debut CD. Got two stellar nods for 2012, so God is good. Uh, none of that possible without God, but also without you guys. You know I'm always telling you guys thank you for the way that you love me and support me. I can't do this without you. And you know, especially you artists out there, um, that if you support me, I support you. And if you don't support me, guess what? I still support you, too. All right, we are coming up to uh, speaking with my special guest, Miss Lady Tamil. I don't even know how I met her. Oh, my gosh. But um, she's an amazing lady, like I said, an MA in pastoral counseling and Christian ed. She's a preacher, a teacher, CEO, announcer, music, media, ministry, consultant. She's an author, uh, and you know what? She's even ha- She has uh, one of her latest literary works. Is this awesome or what? It's coming out summer of 2012, and it's called Help Lord. Make me a good thing. So I'm excited to have her. She is in our virtual green room, and tonight's the menu uh, that my staff provided for those in our virtual green room because we we love to feed our guests, okay? Unfortunately, uh, Laquita was sick. Uh, She called in sick. That's one of the staff who makes the food. So uh, I had to make the food, and so I burned the fries. I did. I left them in the oven too long. And then what else I did was, I made some sloppy joes, man, which, but I put way too much salt. I thought it, I thought it said um, a, a half cup of salt instead of have a half teaspoon. But it's okay because I do have, <laughs> I did make sure <laughs> that I have the, the drinks right, okay? So I have Coca-Cola and Coke Zero and, of course, some bottled water. So I, <laughs> I think ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. <laughs> oh, gosh, ladies and gentlemen, are you there? I am here. <laughs> I'm sorry I burnt your virtual fries. I really am. Oh, my goodness. I am over here screaming. Did you really put too much salt on the on the? Oh, my God. Okay. I, I thought it said half a cup of salt, not half mm-hmm. a teaspoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm understanding the hot dog and french fries ministry a little better. You know, yeah, how you feel on today. <laughs> right. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, girl, well, it's, it is awesome to have you on the show. You're a busy lady. Uh, we'll talk about more about what you have coming up going on. But I brought you on today because I just wanted to get your input and your take, uh, especially someone who is a um, – well, actually, before I, I ask you the question, I'd rather give you the opportunity real quickly to tell our Music Box listeners a little bit about you, and then we'll dive right on into this subject of, you know, why it seems that ladies – why we're so mean to one another. So tell us a little bit about you, Lady Tamil. Oh, wow. Um, I think you did a very good job in your intro. Um, I did? 
I did? Yeah, of course you did. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, like, want to bring you along on all my speaking engagements and different things like that. And, you know, you can do the sermonic soloist. You can do the intro and all of that. Like, you you handled it. Um I'll take it. <laughs> I do. I do charge a fee, though. I do. I do charge. Oh, a fee. I got you. I, you know, we don't do nothing free. We don't do nothing free. <laughs> don't think for right. your salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, right, that's right. Christ paid it. Da da He paid it all. All right. Well, let's talk about this subject. And those of you out there in the chat room and listening in on your cell phones, driving home from work, I'm so sorry for y'all. Or even those of you listening from home, feel free to call in six four six six five two twenty one zero six as as we talk about why ladies are so mean and sometimes cruel to one another. We, we want to kind of, ladies to male, keep it within the music industry, but it okay. might occur, you know, outside of that. Maybe we bring it with us. I don't know. But what, what I just want to ask you, you know, for starters, why are women so mean and cruel to one another? What What is your take on that? Why, I think why one of the biggest way? issues, and um, it's been happening for so long in the music industry, keeping it within context, is because a lot of times, the females that are coming into the game really don't know their worth. And Ooh. so you get connected with people that kind of blow your head up and, you know, tell you you're anointed, <laughs> but you may be, you know, tell you that you can do the vocal acrobats, which you possibly can do. You know, you're the best PR person that there is, which, you know, not knocking it, but it's all about who we're connected to and who we are prior to entering into the industry. And so if you have the need to always feel um, that you got to be validated, you already got your own insecurities. What we tend to do is make our issues other people's problems. Wow. And it happens predominantly with the women folk. It does. It does happen with the women folk, more so than with the guys. And I don't know about you, but in high school, you know, I found it a lot easier to be friends with the guys because they're just more simple and they're not into the gossip and, you know, all of that catty stuff that, that we can get into. I'm wondering, does it start at the at the playground, you know, you know, when little Sally Mae or, you know, Dorita Laquita comes to the playground and it's looking all cute and all the boys who were talking to you now started talking to her? I mean, if we put it in the context of the music industry, I'm going to guess, Camille, that there are probably more ladies uh, in the music industry. And so we have to, especially if we're talking about performers, we're having to compete with one another. And this is reality. I'm not talking ministry. I'm just talking business, industry. We have to compete with each other when it comes to our branding, our sales, uh, the venues that we do, uh, what's unique about us, how pretty you are. All of those things really are a factor. And so do you think that some of us may feel that there's not enough opportunities for all of us? And so we would Well, I think to... it's the, the bottom line is, again, going back to knowing who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Some artists are local artists. Some artists are regional. Some are national. And so if you don't really know what area you're called to, you, you're going to be stretched outside the box anyway. And then you have to really know what it is that you're presenting and what it is that you want to do. Um, and it's about knowing your market, knowing how to not just sell in your market but support your market. And so when the cattiness kind of takes in play, and to be honest, um, especially in the gospel industry, you got a lot of catty men that are out there too. So it's just the spirit of cattiness <laughs> that kind of runs rapid. That's, and that's so, um, you know, it, it, when you know who you are, and you you don't mind uh, following the proper process, then it all pays off in the end. And, you know, some takes longer than others. You do have some who, as soon as they're heard, it almost looks like they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, but then you have those who tend to take off, but you don't know their backstory. 
You don't know who they supported. You don't know who they background for for years. You know, you don't know any of that. And so all you see is once they're in the limelight. And so you see the glory that's on them, and you begin to, you know, covet after that glory, but you don't know the hell that they have to go through to get it. And so I think, you know, as women, the more that we support each other, uh, which is really not a hard thing to do if we are about God's agenda and not our self-agenda, if we learn how to support each other, we're forced to be working with. I mean, you know, we, we can we are control the dollar. We, we can make it happen. Uh, we can make it or break it. But it's all about knowing who we are first. Secondly, knowing what it is that we've been called to do, who it is that we've been called to minister to. And then three, the key thing is learning how to support one another. And it doesn't take away from who you are in supporting. If anything, it adds value to who you are. I agree. And, you know, the value statement um, not only starts with us, us recognizing the value in ourselves, like you said, but also recognizing the value in our, our sister. I think um, we, well, at the core, you know, humankind, we're selfish. I mean, the Bible says it, that the heart is just desperately wicked. It's deceitful above all things. It's, you know, when we invite Christ into our lives, and then, of course, that old nature and new nature continue to struggle. But when we submit to God's plan, like you talked about, knowing our purpose and our calling and not being threatened by everyone else, you know, we can do better. Uh, but my point is, I think sometimes we need to, like you said, celebrate one another. Um, we are you know, the body of Christ is a body. So if the hand, you know, is doing its thing, the two hands are doing its thing, the feet should be happy. We should be celebrating. And so I think it might be an issue with low self-esteem that we probably are bringing into the music industry. But I really am wondering if we do. I mean, because, Tamil, here's the reality. And this is according to Tanya Dallas-Lewis. Men... Gospel artists who are men have it a lot easier. And I'm going to say the, re- the reason why I say this is because the gospel uh, industry, when it comes to sales, that's female-driven. It's females buying all those CDs. <laughs> so all they have to be, is, is, in my opinion, is, is a little bit good-looking and can sing good, and uh-huh. they're going to have no, an easier time. No, 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 no. You don't we, think we gotta so. revise that. All oh, I got to know okay. is how to sing good. They can look like baby Huey and Godzilla's love child. As long as they got a voice you think so? and the people that know how to market them don't put them out there in the forefront for people to see them often, they're going to make money. But it, so it you, steps outside of the music industry. Are you saying that they don't industry. have to be cute? Are you saying I, they I don't really have to be am. Cute? I really am. As far as the appearance factor <laughs> for men in the industry, it is not as uh, in the forefront. It's not as much as a priority as it is for women. Now, the flip side is because we are in a very much so male-dominant society. So it's not just the music industry. It's in ministry. Um, it's in the secular wor- world, all of that. And because we are, you know, in a male-driven society, a lot of times we feel like we have to fight for the position. And, you know, we begin to step on toes and pull other people down and tear other people down and, again, don't celebrate. So I think the more women learn to really be who they are, because you have so many carbon copies in the gospel industry. You have so many artists who sound like somebody else, whereas there's only one Kimberell. I tell people all the time, Kimberell is not a vocal style. That is not a genre of music. That is one female who taps strategically marketed to the point that she is now who she is. So if right. you're and coming I- into the game trying to be a Kimberell, we already got You're her. making a mistake. Right. We already have a Kimberell. We don't need another one. I, I agree exactly. with you. 
Lisa in the chat room is saying that she feels that women have, we have to prove ourselves more than men do in the industry, and that doesn't help. So that, that she's saying that's going to contribute even more to the cattiness. I think even outside of the music industry, when it just, and I'm going to talk about black women in, in particular, we mean. I mean, our own men even call us mean. We are mean. Most of the time, we are mean. I'm not quite very sure mean. We're mean. We can be very selfish. We can feel. I think one another big issue is entitlement. You know, we think yeah. because we are gifted and because we can sing and you know because we can do what we do, we're entitled to have something without necessarily working and earning it the proper way. And then the flip side is when you have so many grimy catty women <laughs> who are willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead. It makes those of us that have integrity and have character have to kind of do more and work harder I because agree. now we have to come against the image that you put out there, and we right. have to allow people to really see who we are. So I, I definitely agree with what Lisa is saying, but, again, it goes back to a woman knowing who she is. If she knows who she is, um, you know, Vicky Matlachiad, prime example, she knew she had something to offer, mm. and she was able to take nothing, a $10,000 investment, you know, get a kid like Kirk Franklin fresh out of Texas that people wasn't, you know, all that familiar with. Right. And she helped not only brand him, but she branded herself. And now she's one of the biggest forces in not just gospel music, but music. Right. So Absolutely. when you know who you are, you, you don't have to be catty. You don't have to compete in that type of thing. You just mainly have to have the character that's needed to allow people to be attracted to you. you now, know, it's competitiveness. Not- you know, I spoke about competitiveness. That's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? It's not a bad thing at all. Um, it, it, com- we're competitive people by nature for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, depending on where you grew up at. Like I'm from Chicago, born and raised. And so I think we're competitive by nature, and we see it as an opportunity to shine. And pretty much saying it nicely, you know, may the best person win. The best person may not always be you. If you're doing, you know, what you do and I do what I do and, you know, you happen to win, then I know i got to try harder the next time around. So there's always going to be a level of competition, but it goes back to the character. When your character is intact and you have integrity, you won't do the street way in trying to get ahead. You won't, you know, have to tear anybody else down. You don't have to bash anybody else. You don't even have to expose anybody else's, you know, issues just to get ahead. Because at the point that you do that as a woman, you're really blackballing yourself in the long run. So you may have some type of temporary success, but you're going to peak very soon. And that's as far as you're going to go. I agree. I agree. And we really do, like I said, we have to unite and help one another. Uh, There was a statistic that came out, uh, I think, early, no, maybe mid-summer last year that talked about how over 2 million women in the world are missing. Missing, Lady Tamil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, we really need to unite, uh, stand up for one another, uh, celebrate one another, and we need to teach our daughters and start from there on up. I don't know, again, if this is learned behavior, because, again, if, if you take it out of the music industry and even just go to, like, a high school or elementary school, you know, boys, if they're going to have some type of uh, altercation, it's going to be physical, it's going to be done and over with. Girls, however, 
is a whole nother thing. And, of course, that's not what this show is about. We're not talking about uh, female bullying and how mean girls can be to other girls, often driving them, uh, you know, uh, their female peers to suicide, but it is a real issue. Um, we can be Well, you said something that was very key. You said it's all about instructing. And I do believe it comes from our background. It comes from how we're raised. It comes from either having a positive or negative female example. But one of the biggest things within the kingdom that we as women have to do, we have to get back in place. You know, I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care what you're called to do. At the end of the day, a man is still a man. And at the point that you feel that you have to downgrade your femininity and take on a masculine behavior to do something, you're automatically not only going to be out of order, but all that cattiness and all that wrong type of competition is going to happen. So we have to realign properly even within ourselves as women and understand our role, understand who it is that God has created us to be, and understand the power that we possess as a woman. When you really know your self-worth, then you know if God before you, who can be against you. And if God has really called you to do this, there is a process that you just don't need to bypass because it's that process that builds the character that we need in order to maintain when we get to that place of position that God really wants for us to have. I love that. I love that. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Music Box, National Recording Artist Tanya Dallas-Lewis and Talk Radio Show host. If you want to chime in, feel free. The number is 646-652-2106. We also have links. Remain joining us. I'm going to ask you to hold hold it right there, Lady Camille, if you can. I can. Um, and actually, let me go to the phone lines. Let me see if this is either Lady Charmaine ready for her uh, part <laughs> to join us or if this is actually a call we'd like to call in. Area code 916-807, the first three digits. You are on the air with Tanya Dallas-Lewis and our special guest, Lady Camille. Hi, Tanya. Lady Charmaine. Hi, Lady. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, did you tell? Pardon? Do you have feedback coming back on your end? No, I don't. So can if you, you hear, hear it, oh. we can hear you just fine. Well, I'm great at Lady Charmaine. Thank you. Yes, hey, girl, how are you doing? <laughs> I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Thank you for the invitation. No problem. Lady Tamil is on the line. I don't know if you two know each other. Do you? I don't think directly we do. I know we've met, yeah, but to I've say, met you know, we've been like, hey, hey, hey. no, it's not like that. Yes, ma'am, that's where we met at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and I told her she did a great job. Um, and she was in sing and she was praying for the people. She did a fantastic job. She did. No, she actually, try your MC. I just did my little bit and sat down so I could eat, and then my little bit so that we can go on and get on out of there. But Tanya was the Fantastic mystery <laughs> of ceremony that morning. That's right, with Bishop <laughs> Sam Williams, and we had a great time. Well, I just want to introduce you, Lady Charmaine, to the people. Uh, Lady Charmaine is the host of Lady Charmaine Live and the operations manager and program director of the Stellar Award-nominated radio station, Praise 98 FM. She is a motivational and inspirational speaker, and her radio show, Lady Charmaine Lives brings you great interviews from today's gospel and Hollywood artists, and I really mean it when I say today's great 
gospel and Hollywood artist. She's done some amazing, amazing interviews, and you guys check out her website. Uh, you can find out more about her actually by going to the Blog Talk uh, radio site. Uh, but, Lady Charmaine, we're going to take a quick break uh, and come right back. And, again, you all, we are talking about ladies. Why can't we all get along? And I'm talking specifically in the music uh, industry, uh, but I can't wait to hear what Lady Charmaine has to say. And Lady Tamil, if, if you have the time to stay on for just a couple more minutes, I'd love it to talk to both of you ladies and get your input on why y'all think uh, things are the way they are. All right, all right. Well, you guys stay right there. Again, the phone number is 646-652-2106. It's the Music Box with National Radio, well, Really, recording artists, but now talk radio hosts. I'm going to do them both. Touchdown, Lewis. You make sure you keep it locked. We're going to come right back after these fine messages. Mom, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? In this tough economy, if you're a mom like I am, you are always looking for ways to stick to your budget, especially when it comes to making meals for the ones you love. That's why I was beside myself with joy when I found PoManMeals.com. PoMan Meals specializes in orchestrating affordable yet creative alternatives to everyday eating. We all love food, and at PoMan Meals, they showed me how to get more out of my meals without taking more out of my pocket. It's PoManMeals.com, where saving dollars makes sense. That's www.pomanmeals.com. Thanks, Mom. Dinner was delicious. Hey, y'all. If you like listening to good gospel music, awesome interviews, and much, much more, you got to keep tuning in with my sister, Tanya Dallas Lewis, and it's all happening right here on the Music Box. So make sure you tell all your friends to tune in on Thursdays to the Tanya Dallas Lewis Show right here on the Music Box. Cause the blind 
from the gutter of course it's a church show that Hey y'all, it's the music box with Tanya Dallas Lewis. All right here broadcasting live from our virtual studios in the DMV. I'm talking about DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Happy thankful Thursday to you. I know a lot of you all went to work today and had a long day, and yet you still call in and join me in the chat room. I appreciate that so much. To all my sisters in the chat room, see, we really can show people what it looks like <laughs> to say that we really can all get along. And that's actually the theme of today's show is ladies, sister to sister, why can't we just get along? I have some great examples of what it looks like for those of us who do Sisters who support me uh, in the music uh, industry, artists like Tris Stanley, uh, Evangelist Faye Mosby, Keisha Rainey. I mean, these are some sisters who really uh, are so secure within themselves and have no issue whatsoever celebrating me and vice versa. I celebrate them also. Matter of fact, I'm happy when they are making it. I don't. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know why some of us are the way we are, Lady Charmaine. I don't know how you how it was for you in high school, but when I was in high school, and I did go to a predominantly white high school, but when I was in high school, any time that we would go and visit the predominantly black high schools, can, can I tell you how the girls would treat me? Do you want to know? Sure. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I guess if I had no <laughs> they were mean. <laughs> They were hating on me. They were mean. They made fun of how I talked, how I spoke, uh, said I spoke correctly, et cetera, et cetera. And at the time, um, I was a child, and, you know, children do childish things. Um, I didn't respond, of course, because I didn't want to get my butt kicked. That's what we said in Herndon back in the day. We called it butt kicked. Okay, so I didn't want to get get my butt kicked, so I kept my mouth shut. Uh, But clearly, these girls were so uh, insecure uh, about their own wealth worth, excuse me, and wealth too, you know, because wealth is more than uh, dollars, uh, that they just didn't know how to respond. And so they responded with, with, with uh, well, hateration, if you would. Why do you think that is? What is our problem? What's your take on that? I think I believe a lot of times, and um, I have a ministry, it's called Kingdom Girls Ministry, and this is the one thing that I discuss with the young girls. So I've been dealing with young girls and youth for quite a while. And I'm going to give you this prime example um, of an exercise that I had to do with a young girl because she was picking on several of the kids that were a part of the ministry. And these children were slender girls. They were all cute, but they were slender. So she was calling all the kids fat, and she was calling them dark. And as yeah. I began to find out what was going on, the thing was she was actually the overweight girl. The other girls were all skinny. Oh, She my was the dark girl of the group. So she was actually seeing them through her own eyes of herself. So I would discuss that with her mom, and her mother really would refuse to listen to me. So one day I did an exercise in my class, and I gave all the kids paper, and I gave them all mirrors. And I just asked them, when you look in the mirror, just write down what you see. That's all I wanted them to do. So they all began to write down what they saw. This particular girl began to write down that she had fish eyes. She was dark. She had fat eyes. Everything she was calling the kids is what she saw in herself. So I, I, gave, I took her paper from her, and then after the class was over, I set her mother down with her and went over everything her daughter wrote. The mom broke down crying because I, later on in the meeting with her daughter, I found out while the daughter was pushing the kids, she would knock them down because she was bigger than the kids, come to find out at the school that she had attended, she was bullied, and they called her name. So 
So everything that was happening to her, she put on other children. And a lot of times, women, we see we see ourselves sometimes negatively. We can be beautiful, but if people call us certain names, that's kind of how we would see ourselves. If, you know, if somebody calls us fat, we say, girl, I'm fat. Well, you're not necessarily fat. A lot of times we see ourselves through the eyes of other people and how other people see us. And to your point of what you were talking about, the what's going on in the industry and why can't we get along, I do believe because we've taken on what the world has said, mm-hmm. what beauty is, physical beauty, and we've taken on what the world has said is a good singer. Instead of us appreciating mm-hmm. what we sound like, we've taken on what they said. So now we're in the music industry. So now we want to, you know, get that big record deal. But because the world now is putting so much on physical attributes, the size 22 who can blow may not get that record deal because the size 12 that walked through the door, who was beautiful, might get the record deal, but she can sing as well. So now the size 22, now she's feeling insecure. Uh Now she's feeling like she's less than. And so now with those dwelling in her, the spirit of jealousy comes because now she might have another opportunity for a record deal and a size two walk through the door. So now she's hating on the size two, (laughs) although she can sing and she can blow, but now she's hating on the size two. And so that is, so we've taken on what society has told us is what's acceptable in our society, which causes us now to hate on other people because we're not as good or we don't look as good as what society say we should. And so thus we have it in the industry because she has long hair. I might have short hair. I might want to wear my hair natural. But the industry says long, beautiful, flowing hair is what we want on our CD, right? not the natural right. stuff. And speaking and of so the hair, that's that, another that issue. Is, that's that's another issue for us ladies because that's the first thing mm-hmm. we'll say. That ain't her hair. I know that's not all her hair. Why do we have to go there? <laughs> you know what? That's, that's yeah, a question I, I, that I honestly can't answer because I don't. I don't know. I guess I was raised different. So like a lot of I guess what would be the natural. I don't trip on as long as it looks good. Now if your weave is up. Then I'll be like, okay, why you do that to yourself? Go on back. But I'm someone who, like, my hair is natural now. It, it's mine. And tomorrow I might decide I want it halfway down my back. And, you know, come Sunday it'll be up in a ponytail. I, it, it's about expression for me. And so um, I agree with Lady Charmaine that we tend to take on what others say is acceptable or doable, um, not understanding that people are fickle. <laughs> So just because that one is hot today doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be hot tomorrow. And you're trying to pattern yourself after them and then, you know, struggling, losing weight or doing whatever the case is, not being yourself. You can embrace who you are. You begin to embrace those to celebrate you, and you begin to go celebrate it and not tolerate it. So if And you both bring up some you go. good points because it really does start with us first, meaning, you know, like they say in church, put your hand on your chest and say. <laughs> All right, so put your hand on your chest and say it starts with me first, and that's so true. But it is something that we learn. And you know what? We actually do teach it to our daughters, not to maybe be catty, but with how disappointed we are in ourselves. We'll look in the mirror and say, oh, I look ugly today. Or look at this hair. It's short and nappy. Or I got this big old butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we're already teaching our daughters to be dissatisfied with how we look based on the the cultural standard of beauty. And for black women, that's something tough for us, okay, because because we use uh, chemical relaxers in our hair and all those other kind of things, our hair tends to break. Like I told you, I went to all-white school. 
so the white girls would say mean things sometimes. They would say, oh, my gosh, why does it seem like black girls' hair doesn't grow, you know? You know, or, Tanya, is that on your hair? Is that on yours? You know, so we had to deal with, uh, and then, of course, since I went to all-black school, I mean, excuse me, all-white school, the brothers that we did have were dating white girls. So how, did you, how do you think that makes me feel uh, about uh, my standard, uh, excuse me, about my belief in myself and my beauty? So I, I like the point that you came up with, Lady Charmaine, because a lot, of it, a lot of times it does have to do with the physicalness. And it's trifling because although black women can sometimes be mean and white women can be just as mean, okay, so we're not beating up on the black women here, I just want to say that in slave times we depended on each other. Uh, you all know how they did with the families from, for, for uh, you know, for the African slaves. They tore us apart. They made sure that they castrated our men physically and mentally, uh, So uh, and they broke up our families. So a lot of the time, we needed our sisters. Oh, my God, did we need one another. We were how we made it through, you know, from one summer to the next. And now look at us. We have been crazy. But I'm glad that you brought up the point uh, during slavery times. We did depend on each other. But there was the issue that we had, and we can't excuse this because it is a part of our history, when the slave owner came in and raped our women, and that is where we ended up getting the the biracial children, where the light-skinned mm-hmm. individual, remember, was in the in-house, and the dark-skinned individual was in the outhouse. <laughs> and we were considered the field Negro if you were dark-skinned. So we, it, it's been in our culture for years, and it began back in slavery. You know, if you were light, bright, close to white, you were acceptable with the long, beautiful, curly hair. So it's been there for years. And, then, and so then with that, because we know that our lighter-skinned brother and sister got more opportunities than we did because we were dark. And so it's been going on for a long time, but the question is, how do we break the cycle? How do we fix now, it? Um, now, my daughter, my, my oldest daughter, my daughter, my oldest one took after my husband, and she's dark-skinned. And because as I began to see her color change, I began to train her as a little girl. The, oh, the, wow. the same black, the very, the sweet of the juice, and your skin is beautiful. I'm glad I did that because although she went to a predominantly white school, it was amazing how it was a little girl that told her that she it was a black girl that told her she was dark. And my daughter was able to repeat to her what I taught her. No, the black, the berry, the sweet, of the juice, and I'm beautiful. <laughs> so my daughter knows she's beautiful because I taught her that because I know how society is towards darker-skinned people. So I had to make sure that she was strong and confident in herself. And now my second daughter came, who ended up taking after me, so she, she's lighter than my other daughter. But with her, she, she doesn't trip on anything. I teach them both, that they're both beautiful. But for some reason, our race and our culture has an issue with dark-skinned people, and I refuse to have my daughter have a complex. So I had to train her that way. That's how we train our children and everything else. She was trained that she is beautiful, and sometimes people have an issue with her because she stands very strong in her beliefs, and she knows who she is. But I have to teach her that. Amen. I love that. I see there is someone on the line who would love to uh, chime in. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, I am reading a message before I take your call, area code 614, uh, off of Twitter from My Heart's Melody One. <laughs> she said exactly at Tanya D. Lewis. That's my Twitter handle, you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanya D. Lewis. That's Tanya with an A. She said, try going to an all-white school and an all-black church. You get it from both ends. 
So truly, uh, Lady Charmaine and Lady Camille, you guys are my, I love you guys because the insight that you brought to this is just amazing. And truly, you guys are both right, excuse me, I believe we bring it with us into the music industry. We bring it, and we need to uh, leave it out. We just need to, we need to, we need to, like I said, two million women are missing. Like Oprah said, America is still the best country where you, where female babies can thrive and strive and grow to be uh, whatever they want. You can't do that in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. I can keep going, okay? So we really do, as women, need to unite uh, and support one another and love one another. We were the solution to Adam's dilemma, if you all remember, uh, in Genesis. Adam had a problem. You know, he, y'all remember? He saw that the animals were all paired up. There was no suitable helper for him. And so here we come along, uh, and we have a different perspective. We, are, we were the solution to the problem. Not that we have all the answers, but we have, you know what they say about us, Lady Charmaine, that we have a, a six, no, a seven sense. What do they say about women? How we just have that, that, that sense. You know what I'm saying? The sixth sense, mm-hmm. intuition. There you go. There you go. Let me go to the phone lines. It's 646-652-2106 if you have a comment. Again, if you're just joining us, thank you. We have two amazing guests. Lady Charmaine is the program director and radio host of, of the Stella Award, well, excuse me, nominated station. It is going to be a winning station. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and she is on the line as well as Lady Tamil, who is a music slash media industry consultant and minister. And they both are giving us some, well, perspective on what, when it comes to music uh, and the industry and why ladies, female artists, performers, musicians tend to be so catty. All right, I know I'm long-winded. So, Erica 614, you're on the air. What is your comment today? Praise the Lord. You know, I just think about, because uh, I, I just chimed in about 10 minutes ago, and I caught the part where you talked about um, issues as an artist, um, and the struggles that we have because of we might be a little heavy or we might be a little too thin. Uh, those things are something that's within us, and it's also a form of insecurity. If somebody has a talent, I believe it's important, and I just want to ask your opinion about this. Uh, do you feel that it's important that you concentrate on the gift that God has given you and don't worry about whether I can sing like Donnie McClurk? I'm not Donnie McClurk. I have to think like Eddie Sand. I can't think like, okay, if I don't sing like John P. Key or, or Marvin Sapp or if I don't have the, the financial backing or if I don't have the slim weight, that's not my concern. We want to be healthy, but my concern is more about let me magnify the Lord with the gift that he gave me, and the Lord will make room for the gift. So Amen. Lady. I'm just asking, what do you think about that? Thank you, Eddie, so much for your your question. Ladies, do you want to tackle that? Am I back? Um, I could, I could. Yes, you are, Tamil. You, you're back. Okay, go, I'm no, ladies, I mean, she has started talking. Go ahead. Oh, well, I, I could speak to that, sir. Yes, focus on your gift that God has given you because the thing is, so many people are trying to be copies of someone else when God created us to be an original. And the thing is, nobody is going to sign a copy of Donnie McClurkin. Nobody is going to sign a copy of Kirk Franklin. The reason why they are successful is because they came to this industry as originals. 
And that is what people are looking for regardless. As long as you do what you do in excellence and operate in a spirit of excellence, you don't have to go out looking because when you operate in excellence, they will find you. So it doesn't matter what you look like. And that's why we can use Oprah as a great example. Oprah was an African-American woman who was dark-skinned, overweight, and had an afro and ended up getting on a television show, not only a television show, having her own television show, and then going national, a black woman who did not fit the stereotypical type of a Caucasian, slim radio host with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oprah was herself, and can't nobody beat you at being you, because we were all born originals, but for some reason people want to die a copy of somebody else. So, sir, be you and be who God has called you to be, and God will allow those in authority and those in position to see you because of your talent. Lady Tamil? Um, there, there was something that there's a young man named Adrian Warren who's in the industry. He said something profound at one of our Chicago GAC summits. He said, if God has really called you to do this, do you need the industry to make it? Mm. When we know, again, what our purpose is, when we know what our call is, when we know who it is that we've been called to. Some people are only called to be locally. And, you know, you're so busy trying to get out there, want to, char- you know, charge whatever, but you have to perfect where you are. The only part of image that I believe is important is how we present ourselves. I don't care if you're skinny. I don't care if you're big. I don't care if you're dark skin or if you're light skin. if you got hair, no hair, bald hair, whatever the case is. <laughs> As long as when you stand before the people, you're not looking a mess. And you have something worth people buying into. That's something else, too, you have to understand. Yes, it's ministry. But now if you are looking across into the industry, this becomes a business. And are you marketable? Are you something that can actually become a commodity where consumers want you? And you have to know what it takes to make consumers want you. It's, it's about being strategic in how you're marketed and, and you're promoted, which that aspect of image helps. But I've never been one that thought size mattered because here in Chicago we, we got them in all shapes and sizes. And <laughs> just hearing, you know, some of the background, I am forever grateful, you know, for my mom who was in the industry. Um, 2008 she was um, inducted herself into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame, so you know, we, we got the roots and the history in it, but my mom was the type of mom that, you know, she was like, if you're thick, if you're small, if you're black, if you're, you know, high yellow, whatever the case is, you need to be proud in who you are. Amen. And from her instilling that, that I think is what has enabled me, along with God's grace, to be able to do what I do without all of that, you know, outside stuff. I mean, I encounter it, but I ignore it whether it's coming from an executive, whether it's coming from a radio announcer, whether it's coming from an artist, and it goes back to that quote-unquote entitlement. So, you know, again, to the young man that called in, when you know who you are and you know specifically what it is that God has called you to do and you perfect that, you do see the good results behind what it is that you're doing. And then, again, like I say to uh, Keisha Rainey and some of my other recording artist friends uh, who are doing the thing, I mean, really, God is big enough for us. He's, he's big enough. 
You know, we don't have to be catty and pulling each other down and, you know, having that female crabs in a barrel syndrome. We really don't. And, you know, it's not just in the music industry, also, obviously. It's not just, uh, you know, you know uh, when it comes to sisters, and I'm talking, you know, you know uh, black women to black women. It's in corporate America. It's at the mm-hmm. playground. It's at the soccer, you know, game <laughs> with the soccer moms, you know, excluding, uh, you know, women who don't certainly uh, fit. You guys think about The Help. Did y'all see that movie, The Help? Yes. Remember how they treated uh, the one chick? You know, I'm talking about the white women now. I'm not talking about the uh, the help, the black women. I'm talking about when it came to the white uh, wives, you know, the stay-at-home women. They treated that one. Uh, they excluded her. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And we can be so mean. And like I said, we have to stop it. So my challenge, and I, I love that Lady Charmaine has that program for young girls. My, yeah, I work with the youth also. also. My challenge for young ladies is to stand up to be different, to go against the grain, to celebrate your sister. You know, we need to unite. And like I said, with uh, the plight of women in our culture at large today, I'm talking about the global community, we've come a long way, but we still, uh, you know, have the highest numbers of domestic violence and et cetera, uh, aggression toward us. So we we need to quit all that. And, you know, there's a famous quote, it's on Facebook all the time, Rarely do well-behaved women make history. And so we need to misbehave in a positive way. And like both of you ladies have shown us today, is to recognize our, our worth. And I love what you said, Lady Tamilla. I, I tweeted it out for all to see about if, you're, if God has really called you, do you really need the industry to make it? I mean, are you, are you going to do this whether you become famous? You know, what are your motives? Is if your motive is just to be rich and famous, well, you probably shouldn't sing gospel music anyway, <laughs> especially if your goal is to be rich. <laughs> but I know that's right. Famous, <laughs> you know. I don't care if it's to sing it or to work it. <laughs> I don't. You got to know that you know in the membrooms, the suburbs, the gated area, and your soul that this is what God has called you to do. I agree. I agree. Well, I love that you guys took the time out of your schedule to join us to talk about this. And I think it's something that obviously has to be a conversation that's ongoing, even outside of the music industry, because I can be in the store and see a sister. And, I, I, you know, to all my white listeners, thank you all for tuning in. I know this is really cross-cultural. It's just not for black women. But since my two uh, special guests are black, they can identify with what I'm saying in that I can see a sister and our eyes will meet. And if she thinks I look better than her or whatever her issue is, she won't speak to me. Or sometimes it just starts with one of us. If I see Lady Charmaine, I say, oh, man, I love that suit you have on today, girl. You are rocking that. And most of the time the ice will melt because she knows that I'm not a threat. I don't know why I was anyway. If she was securing herself, she knew I wasn't anyway. But the ice will melt. So sometimes it just starts with us smiling. It just takes one person to smile to get another smile. Did you all know that? That's right. Any tips, correct? Any tips, and let's start with Lady Tamil since she was our first guest. What is your last uh, word of advice to females, uh, women who are coming into the gospel music industry in, in particular? Uh, what is your advice to them? Because this is something real. It is something that's occurring. Uh, there is competitiveness, and we already discussed, and uh, and we all agree that competitiveness is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's necessary. It's, it's you know we compete. It's good. It's challenging. But sometimes we can be catty about it. What what is your advice for them, Lady Smell? Um, pretty much what I've been reiterating the whole show is first of all, know who you are. Know what it is that you've been called to do. Have a game plan. 
and have such a relationship with God that your integrity will stand intact no matter what, that you will not be willing to compromise, whether it's getting into the cattiness or getting into the bed with somebody to get a contract. Mm. Sister Peaches wrote a book that's called Sesca- she Sex sure did. A Page Before the Music Ministry, um, and I did the ghostwriting on there and the different points of the industry, but she was very transparent in her testimony of being naive and thinking of mm. the gospel and everybody loves the Lord and really ran into some pitfalls. So you definitely have to know who you are and surround yourself with people who will celebrate you, not because they're trying to ride your coattail and not because they're trying to um, – Tap into who you are, but simply because of who you are. And when you do that, you know, like Tanya, I, I applaud you for how you keep reiterating and celebrating Keisha and the various ones. When they see those of us that do it, I love to encourage you all. I love to support you all. You I do. love to you see do. you all in the <laughs> forefront because it's a beautiful thing, I believe, when the world, not just the church, but the world, can actually see strong black women who know who they are, that are not intimidated and are not in that level of competition celebrating one another. I think it's, it's those type of things that helps to bring the change. So if you're coming into the industry, definitely know who you are and come with your eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Lady Tamil. Lady Charmaine. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, when you were talking about keeping the cattiness back, one thing that it helped you with cattiness, before anything ever comes out of your mouth, you mm. feel it first in your gut. And if we're Holy Spirit filled, you feel that. Jesus. And you have to counteract that with a compliment. Because when you feel it, even though you might see a sister that's beautiful and she can sing, you can feel the spirit of jealousy when it tries to either mm. rise up or try to attack you. you. So right. if it tries to oh, right. you can feel that. But so what you have to do is make a conscious effort to say, I'm going to that sister to tell her, you look good today. Because see, the first thought in your mind might have been, she thinks she's cute or she thinks she can sing. <laughs> when, when that thought pops up in your mind, go to her to tell her she did a great job. Because then that spirit is going to break and going to kill it. Because now it can't live anymore. And that's what you have to do to counteract the cattiness. It's counteracted with a compliment. And that's all I have to say. I love that. And, you know, you brought it up, so now I just got to say one more thing and let you guys respond, and I promise I'll let you go. That's one of the things that I learned early on as well uh, when I met one of my home sister girlfriends, fellow recording artists, when I first came into the music industry. I've been in about two and a half years. We agreed that we wouldn't put our mouths on each other. And what that means is, like I said in the beginning of the show, at the core, we're all selfish. We, we have to learn to be unselfish, okay, as you all know. And so, like Lady Charmaine just said, sometimes in our mind, the first thought comes up saying, oh, she thinks she's cute. And you're right. If you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you already know before you open up your mouth that, it's, that you need to just stop. And so that's my challenge to uh, females in the music industry. Number one is go against what you feel you're about to say and do the opposite. Typically, when God is telling you to do something you don't want to do, that's when you know it's him. And so, for instance, I can be somewhere and somebody is singing it, y'all. Just this, this, this up there. She's just singing it and tearing it right on down. And I just sang before her, and no one was paying me any mind. But she's up there, and everybody's singing. This is, you know, it's, it's an uproar. And and I, I'm gonna be transparent. I will begin to feel like a little jealous. 
And, you know, after it's over, I might say to myself, I'm not going to say nothing to her. She thinks she's saying. Okay, she did sing. She thinks she's saying. I don't know. And then the Holy Spirit will convict me, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness, there it is. I've recognized it. It's just like what Lady Charmaine just said. You, you, you counteract that cattiness. I go right up to her. That's not what I want to do, you guys. But I go right up to her, and I tell her, girl, you sang that song. I killed the blessed. I die to self, mm-hmm. and I go ahead and give it. And then another example is somebody might come to me and be like, oh, Tanya, we're looking for um, someone to sing at our women's retreat. It's going to have 10,000 people there, and Donna McClarkin and Yolanda Adams, and, and we're looking for a local artist. Do you know anyone? Okay, they're saying this to me. This is just an example, y'all, okay? <laughs> this hasn't happened. I hope it won't. But, but here's the thing. Here's the challenge for me again, and this is dying to the flesh. I could easily be like, no. Instead, you know what I sure do? You need to call up Lady Charmaine. She is amazing. Also, think about Lady Tamil. Both those ladies can sing. They are awesome motivational clinicians. Give them a call. Here's the number. Now, my flesh is like, why did they ask me? But if I love the Lord, and like both of y'all ladies so wisely said, if I know my calling, if I know my purpose, if I know that God's called me what to do, no one can do it like me, and then that he doesn't need me, if I can't be obedient, he can replace me, I will give Lady Charmaine's and Lady Tamil's contact number, and I'll even call them and say, hey, ladies, uh, somebody was looking for, you know, some dynamic MCs, and I, I didn't want to, but <laughs> I gave them y'all's number because y'all are amazing. That's how we kill it. What do y'all think about that? I was honest. I, I agree. I, I totally agree, and that's how you kill the flesh. And that's how we're going to conquer and counteract the cattiness. Amen. So we got to kill it. Right when it starts, we got to recognize it and kill it. I think both of you ladies are amazing. Uh, if you guys can both just let us know what you got coming up and how people can find out more about you and support you, and I promise I'll let you on your way. Ladies, Mill, let's start with you. Um, what do I have coming up? Well, I am in the completion stages of the new book, Help Lord Make Me a Good Thing, um, which is kind of a devotional set up for women on just that, um, being a good thing when found by their husband. Um, actually have some things as far as the company. Uh, we've restructured and um, about to add management back to the table um, to take on some people that I have covenant with because I just don't believe in working with everybody. Uh, wow. We definitely have to work with those who are kingdom-minded that, you know, we see the potential and we see the areas that are kind of lacking, so kind of holding them up in, in that regard, and um, get ready to go back to school, go for my doctorate now in pastoral counseling, so definitely keep me in prayer about that one. All right, awesome. Do you have a website or anything where people could contact you if they wanted to book you or? People, if they want to book me, Lord Jesus, you better start praying for them, Tanya. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely can be found on Twitter, um, www.twitter.com forward slash Lady Tamil, T-M-I-L, uh, my my website is freewebs.com forward slash the number three. The letter M is in Mary, Legacy. Um, and I'm on Facebook, Lady Tamil Curtis. Um, and my email address, if you want to contact me, um, then you can uh, email me at tactful, which is T as in Tom, A as in Apple, C as in Cat, F as in Frank, U as in Union, L as in Larry, at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Lady Charmaine, where can people find out more about you, how to support your station, and what you got coming up? 
Well, they can actually um, go to crazy98fm.com. We are a 24-hour Internet radio station, and we play the best gospel music 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, too, if they want to hear great interviews, they can actually go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. And also, too, they can follow me on Twitter at Praise98FM or Charmaine Live. They can catch um, Lady Charmaine Live show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be talking tomorrow to my good friend Byron Cage, who will be on the show. And they don't want to miss the show next week because <laughs> I'll be talking to Miss Alexis Bellino. She is a wonderful Christian who loves the Lord, and she is on the hit TV show, The Real Housewives of the OC. All right. She'll be on next week as well, and I'll be talking with Isaac Simpson next week, along with um, Rebecca, you may know her, Rebecca Cruz. She's married to Terry Cruz, who is one of the stars of Everybody Hates Chris. Crazy And uh, she'll be on the show next week. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so she'll be on the show on next week. And then um, also Bill Posley, you may know him. He's on the current season of the TV show Survivor. And then also I will be talking with the executive producer of the TV show The X Factor because they're going around the country looking for a new X Factor for the second season. So Rob Wade will be on the show. So that's what I have coming up. Wow. So in other words, you're just going to be talking to everybody next week. <laughs> yes, and then I'll be off to the to the celebration of gospel on Friday. So then I'll be in Los Angeles on Friday. <laughs> Wow, a busy lady doing great things. Ladies, I appreciate you. You all are wonderful examples of how uh, mature women who are confident in themselves can be uh, in the entertainment, quote-unquote, industry. So thank you guys for your time and for hanging thank out. You for You've officially me. been boxed right here on the Music Box. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. If you're just tuning in, you just Me missed too. two very amazing uh, perspectives, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the cattiness and sometimes the negative, if you would, per, uh, competitiveness when it comes to females and how we deal with one another in the music industry. It's, it's almost like, you know, can't we all get along? I think the golden rule still prevails. Uh, Mama taught it to you, and if Mama didn't teach it to you, I know grandma taught it to you. And basically it's this. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. And so as females, ladies, we need to really take this uh, and apply it uh, to ourselves. We need to do this first. So if your homegirl calls you up from the music industry, you may not even know her that well, and she's talking about such and such, nip it in the bud right then and there and say, oh, no, 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 I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what you and, you know, said ex-lady have going on, but I don't really want to, hey, switch the topic. You can switch the, you know, because we don't want to seem condescending it either, but switch, switch the subject. Or, you know what, sometimes silence is the best uh, response. You, you know how you have that uncomfortable silence where the person is just not saying anything? Yeah, they'll get the point, and they'll stop talking. So, ladies, we got to stop putting our mouths on one another and instead start celebrating each other. And you know what will happen? Yeah, it's so true. We will start to, uh, well, we'll be contagious. Now, Lisa Foster Wilson is a gospel recording artist, um, amazing voice, sweet, beautiful, has a great infectious laugh. Uh, and she uh, actually, we met on Facebook a long time ago, maybe a year and a half ago now, maybe two years. Anyway, I bring this up, and then I'm going to shut up, I promise, and I'm going to play our featured new artist tonight, which is C.D. Porter, with one sound as a single. But here's my point. Let me show you all a true example of somebody who is not catty or competitive. 
uh, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, well, her and I, the other chick, we had a misunderstanding. Lisa could have approached this so many different ways, you guys. She could have easily have said, you know, called me and been like, girl, what's going on? I saw such and such or this and this happened or whatever, whatever. She didn't do any of that, not any of that. She was supportive. When I did talk to her about it, of course, I didn't give her a lot of information. I just gave her, uh, you know, just general, you know, so she could know that there was a problem but that we were working it out. She prayed for both of us. She may have even talked to both of us, but she didn't take sides. You see? That's how we keep, <laughs> that's how we keep order, okay? That's how we are peacemakers. She could have easily ran back to like five, six other artists because the industry is small, y'all. Amen? Can I get an Amen. That's one thing I think we need to remember as females, too, especially if we're going to be smart in the music industry. We need to know that the industry is big, but it's small, and relationships are the key. Now, success in the music industry, I'm learning, is not by luck or happenstance. It is created. It is manufactured. It is planned, okay? So knowing all of that, you never know who it is you're talking to. So I could have been talking to Lisa about another artist that I didn't think she knew that could have been Lisa's homegirl for like the last 20 years and then miss out on a blessing. Because then Lisa will tell the other chick, well, you know, Tanya doesn't really have your best interest at heart, you know. And Lisa might not even need to tell her that Tanya was talking about her. She just might let her know, "Uh uh-uh, Tanya, that's probably one. No, don't put her on that lineup because she's, you know, she's catty. She's, she's, okay, y'all get the point. I'm not going to preach today, okay. You all heard plenty of good advice from Lady Charmaine and Lady Tamil. So we still got a great show lined up for you tonight. My feature tonight is C.D. Porter. You guys can find out more about this amazing anointed musician, singer, songwriter. He is the bomb right here from D.C. But while we wait to play his music, instead I'm going to play Kirk Franklin's I Smile. Ladies, this is my challenge to all of you. I don't care what color you are. This week... And on to this weekend, every time you see another woman, give her a smile, okay? Just smile. I don't care if you don't feel like it. Just smile, okay? It's the Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis right here on Blog Talk Radio. Power, y'all. Never had a Came down from heaven. Heart 
looking Show on. 
Thank you so much. It's an easy box with your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. And next week we're going to have an equally uh, great lineup. We're going to be talking to and introducing to you all who don't know her, recording artist, national gospel recording artist, Trish Stanley, as well as radio announcer, T.C. Congress. But without further ado, I want to go ahead and play with one sound. Again, for more information on Steve Porter, and of course I will have him as a guest on our show, uh, go to ReverbNation.com forward slash C.D. Porter. This is his current single. It's entitled With One Sound. I promise you, you're going to love it. Right here on the Music Box with your girl, Tanya Dallas.
together and sing with one. If you're loving that like I am, that's with one sound by new artist. And actually, he's really not that new, but he's amazing. C.D. Porter, you can get a copy of that. I believe it's available at all digital download stations near you. I'm going to prophesy soon to be in stores if it's not already. Did y'all hear the, the texture of his voice and just the timbre of it? Love it. The music is excellent. Of course, he went to Roy uh, Cox. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, not Roy Cox. I'm talking about uh, my dear friend at Studio 51, Brad Bearwald. Oh, gosh, we celebrate C.D. Porter on tonight. Also celebrating Devon Inman. He did a flyer for tonight's show just celebrating uh, the fact that we would be featuring C.D. Porter's music. Now, if that's, if that's not an act of love, I don't know what it is. Just in case you guys forgot, love is an action word. Yeah, it actually you actually can, can look at it. It's not just, you know, we learned at church two Sundays ago at Grace. Uh, that feelings have absolutely nothing to do with love Because if they did, uh, we'd all be dead God would be like, okay, y'all got to go <laughs> Love is about action and it's about commitment And man, I thank God for the love that he shows us We're running out of time right here on the Music Box I'm still so glad you guys tuned in And of course, we can't end the show without doing shout-out time So here we go, y'all, hold right on You know I gotta thank y'all Don't It's shout-out time, it's shout-out time We're trying to get Dallas Lewis It's shout-out time, it's shout-out time Right here on the Music Box it's shallow time, it's shallow time, we're trying to get Dallas Lewis. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, right here on the music box. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, we're trying to get Dallas Lewis. It's shallow time, it's shallow time, right here on the music box. treated the victims of an accident scene off of Route 45 on Tuesday here in Martinsburg. So much care and concern. I don't know what this man's name was, uh, but usually people who work for the tow truck company, you know, they come get your car from an accident, they don't really have much to say to you. He was the caring guest, okay? <laughs> also a big shout-out to Sonny Rivera off of Twitter, my brother and friend. We're going to be playing his music on the music box really soon. I've already uploaded it and uh, just waiting on him to tell me which song he would like me to push. But shout-out to him for all of his retweets, all of his love, as well as to Miss Trey and Elder Troy Holt, who tune in on tonight. I love y'all. Of course, I already said Devon Inman. If I say his name one more time, pinch me. Uh, Lynn Peterson and Mrs. Christine Digna Carter from the living room. I love you guys. Always the TDL engines, Susan Rand, Isaac, Trudy, Tisha, Tisha, <laughs> Trudy, Tonya, all of you guys, Tawana, thank you so much, Line Sister, those of you who called in just to support Man, I love y'all. My Auntie Jay, love you. Mwah, kisses. My Aunt Patricia, my Uncle Alvin, I love you guys. Even Broderick Purvis. Audra Wheat, oh, my goodness. Weedy, 
man, I love you guys. Thank you so much. <sighs> I'm done talking now. <laughs> I love you guys, and you know what? I'll see you guys uh, next week, same time, same place. And, of course, you know I'm going to end out tonight uh, with something from my debut project. I'll be performing at the Urban Soul Cafe at the Sea Room on April the 17th. I think C.D. Porter is going to be performing there, too. I was looking at his lineup coming up. But you guys, make sure you come out to that. Uh, new music coming as well, working on my my sophomore project. God is good. Um, I think that's about it. Actually, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to end out with me tonight. I'm going to end out with Sonny Rivera. It's called Look at What He's Done. Again, I will always support a new artist. I love y'all. We are all in this together. Mid-level artists, new artists, I got you on the music box, okay? Make sure you guys hang out with me. If you prefer more music than talking, and this is blog talk, so I do have guests here, but if you want to hear more music, no problemo. Please, please, please join me on Wednesday nights on rejoiceamericaradio.org, and you'll hear so much awesome music. That's a mixture of what's current. Uh, it's a mixture of people that you don't get to hear on a regular basis, like C.D. Porter and Trish Stanley and others that are equally as good as those who are out uh, in the mainstream. You guys are going to love the, the, the show on Wednesday nights. TDL Airlines, no boarding pass required. We have a wonderful flight each Wednesday. All right, you guys, I do seriously need some vocal rest, so I'm going to shut it on up. And as I say at the end of every show, if you didn't hear these three words this week, hear them from your sis. I love you. But God loves you more. I'll see you guys next week, and thank you for loving me the way you do. Weedy, I got you on Monday. She has uh, Dr. T.C. Brantley on her blog talk show on Monday. So, you guys, I will be posting about that on my Facebook page. You guys tune in and show this girl some support. I love y'all. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, it might be helpful if I played the song right. <laughs> love you guys.
Praise the now. 